Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives with your hosts, myself, Colton Cockrell, and Tricia Stetzel. Our goal is to bridge the generational, gender, and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests. This podcast is sponsored by Jim Butcher, who is a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Now let's get it started. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap. My name is Colton Cockrell. I am a certified financial fiduciary and independent financial advisor with Share McKinley Group. And like always, I have the woman that makes my life a whole lot easier, Ms. Tricia Stetzel with me here virtually. Tricia. Hey, Colton. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Tricia Stetzel here with Results Extreme Business Solutions. I am so excited to have Tom Scarta as our guest on today. Tom is, uh, I would like to call him a great friend of mine. We've done a little bit of work together in the past, and we're doing some work together now. So, Tom, thank you so much for being on this show. I would love it if you would allow me to read your bio uh, before we get started here. It's an honor to be here, Tricia. Thank you, Colton. Yeah, read away. Go ahead. All right, super. Tom Scarda is a certified franchise expert. He was the number one franchisee of the year with his first franchise concept and failed miserably in his second franchise. The lessons learned from failure is what makes him such an expert. Tom is the author of several books, including the number one bestseller, Franchise Savvy. He's helped more than 1,500 people figure out if franchising is for them since 2005. Tom, welcome to the show. This is so great. Thank you, Tricia. Tom, I loved the bio. I loved how you took your took your miserable failure. I'm 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 quoting what you said, and you turned that into a success, and you learned from it. That's awesome. That's that shows how good of a man you are to take a failure and turn it into success. That's incredible. But well, hey, I don't want to take you have a ton of wisdom, so I do not want to sit here and just keep just praising you. So let's jump into questions because you got a lot of wisdom, and I want to get into that. So starting off again, the way that Trisha and I work, I'm a millennial. She's a Gen Xer, baby boomer, actually, right? No, I'm kidding. She's no, a Gen X. I'm going to come get you. You're close <laughs> enough. I will find you, Colton. So she's a Gen X. I'm a millennial. We have different perspectives uh, when it comes to business. And so that's why we started this podcast. So being a, being a franchise consultant, that, that's, that's incredible. So let me first start off with someone for, in my position. Let's say that I just got out of college. I, um, was, I have some money and I want to start a business or start a franchise. Tell me, why should I choose a franchise over starting a business of myself? Great question. And, and obviously, I get that question all the time. And at the end of the day, a franchise is a business with training wheels. So if you've never owned a business before, it's important to, in my opinion anyway, to have a helping hand. Why try to figure it out and make those mistakes? Some people feel like, oh, you know, a franchise is expensive. You have to pay a franchise fee and all that stuff. Well, yeah, that's true. But what you're doing is buying down your time to ramp up and your time to uh, – get to a break even quickly or, or a profit. So I call the fees kind of tuition up front. But if you start something on your own, your chances of succeeding are a lot less than if you start a franchise. So Tom, it, along those lines, if I'm looking at a franchise, how much is it going to cost me to get started? What does that tuition look like? <laughs> so that's a great question. So the so the quote unquote tuition, since we're going to use that term, um, since I brought it up, it, that would be your upfront franchise fee. On average, franchise fees average about $40,000. Uh, 
which is a big chunk of money. I mean, that's like a down payment on a house or a condo. But in my opinion, again, it's tuition up front because if you started on your own, you um, will probably make about $20,000 worth of mistakes in the first three years if you last that long. And according to the Small Business Administration, you have only a 50% chance of surviving the first 12 months. Golly, what a stat. Oh my goodness. Um, so going into it, you asked how much it costs to start a franchise. What can someone expect to make with the franchise? And we can break that down into the first year, first five years, or however you want to answer that question. You know, it's it's hard to to give earnings like that. And and aside from that, it's also illegal to do it. So So I can't talk about a specific concept and say you can make this much money. It's like saying, hey, Colton, buy this stock, right? You're a fiduciary. You understand? I can't say that, right? You can't say, hey, buy this stock. So um, we give you the tools. I give you the tools to help you figure out what your return on investment is going to be. But, you know, it's interesting to note that you could buy a franchise and you get involved in something um, that's a service-based business. And, and Trisha knows these kind of businesses very well, where your investment is way under $100,000. And there's no ceiling to how much money you can actually make in the long term. But you can also buy a brick and mortar business that literally costs $1 million to open up and not even make as much money as the business that costs only $75,000 to open up. Because in that big brick and mortar, you have a lot of employees, you have a lot of overhead, rent, you know, the landlord is your partner, as they say. So what I help people do really is figure out where they fit within the 4,000 franchises that span 90 different industries. Wow, 4,000 franchises. That's wild. I have not heard that statistic before, Tom. So who makes a good franchise owner? So a good franchise owner is someone that is willing to take responsibility and earn their own paycheck, right? So it's a different mindset. But it's someone who has somewhat of a positive attitude, you know, glass half full attitude, as they say, someone that's willing to be coached, someone that really wants to control their own destiny. Um, most of the people I work with are, you know, frustrated with their career. They cringe at the thought of going to work in the morning. And one day they wake up and they're like, screw this, man. I want to do my own gig but where do you start? So I help people figure out where to start. So it's important to working with a franchise consultant. And can, can you kind of expand on that a little bit more of what the benefits are of working with a franchise consultant? Yeah. And that, that's also a question I get often. So we're taught to go to school and get a job. We're not taught to go to school and open a business. I mean, even if you get an MBA, they teach you how to evaluate businesses, but they don't really teach you how to buy a business. So at the Franchise Academy, and what I do is help people with the whole scope of investigating the business, due diligence, making decisions, and really focus on looking at a business from a business perspective and not from a consumer perspective. As an example, I, recently a smoothie franchise opened up in my area. And so I went um, to get a smoothie. So my wife and I walk in and we start kind of, you know, talking with the owners. And, and I just 
I didn't tell him who I was, and I just asked a simple question: Why did you choose this franchise? And the the wife of of the partnership there said, "We love smoothies." And I was like, "Oh my God, that's!" <laughs> I didn't say that to her, but as we walked out the door, I said to my wife, "They're gonna be out of business in less than a year," and and I think it was about eight months they closed up. So you can't oh buy a goodness. business because you love the product or the service or there's a line or um, there's not another one of these anywhere near in my neighborhood. So I'm going to be the first one. Maybe there's a reason there's not anything near your neighborhood or maybe it does need, maybe your neighborhood does need that concept, but perhaps you're not the right person to actually own and operate that concept because you just don't have the skill set. That's really good. That's really good. And, and we mentioned with 400,000 plus franchises out there, how do you determine what a good franchise would be um, for someone like me or for, for any of your clients? No, that's the magic question. And, and it's not easy to figure out. I mean, I have eight criteria that I look for in, in a really solid business. And it really has nothing to do with, you know, if there's lines out the door and that kind of stuff. Because I, I like to stay away from fads. I like things that people need and not want. Um, I like things that are low cost, high invest, uh, I'm sorry, low cost, high margin businesses, um, things that are recession resistant, if we could find it, things that are Amazon resistant are must. And now I also added pandemic resistant <laughs> to that equation. Um, so you're looking for things that people need and not want. You're looking for things that have a, an established track record. If you're getting involved with a franchise, you want that franchise to have at least 25 units that are up and running successfully for more than 12 months. That's, that's a good thing. And then it gets down to the nitty gritty of the franchise disclosure document um, or the franchise agreement. So you're signing a contract and it has the franchisor's obligations and it has your obligations. So you, you want to make sure you're comfortable with your obligations and, and what you're going to be needing to do uh, to make that successful and hit the benchmarks. So it really set, so lots and lots of jargon, right, Tom, lots of words around franchising. And I think that I would want a consultant holding my hand along the way, because yeah, as a first time business buyer, a lot of people just don't know. They don't, they don't. And um, somebody like you could make that buying process so much easier. The evaluation process alone, right? What do I buy? What business do I get into? Uh, you know, what set of training wheels do I want to have? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it's true. Earlier. Yeah, it, it's true. So, I, and I think it's important to understand that it's something that um, is a big obligation. You know, you're, you're putting, you're signing contracts, you're putting your, your money on the line. Um, you know, a lot of people say to me, Hey, what, what's the hottest franchise? Um, that is not a reason to buy the franchise just cause it's hot, you know, and, and who determines what hot is, right? I mean, you, you know, Colton could say, Hey, what, who do you think is the prettiest girl in Hollywood? Well, I like blondes. You like brunettes. I like this kind of girl. You like that. So it's very subjective <laughs> to, to use that analogy. Um, so, you know, a lot of people also say, Hey, what is, what makes the most money? I just want something that makes the most money. And, and I'm like, well, you know, that's uh, being a cocaine dealer. That, that's what that would be. So, <laughs> and you probably don't want to do that. So, you know, 
if if you hate what you're doing, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It gets old at the end of the day. And I know it's hard to say that, you know, and, and hard to understand that if, if you're not making a lot of money and you wish to make a lot of money. But, but trust me, I know the books I've read, not that I make a lot of money, but in the books I've read of, you know, people say money is not what you're looking for in life. So you got to contribute to society. You got to give back that that's what makes somebody really happy. And that makes a successful person and a successful business owner. Yeah, and I would absolutely yeah. agree with that. And, you know, Colton, a lot of people, when you when people talk about millennials, uh, especially in my generation and older, they're like, oh, millennials. The cool thing about millennials is they do want something in their life that could change the world or change the way things are happening right now. They need a meaning and a purpose. And I think that's important, right, that everyone needs to know most millennials are really looking for that purpose. Right. Um, and buying into the right franchise could certainly serve that purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, could I comment on that, Trish? Cause yes, I think go right ahead. Statement. So I, a lot of millennials that I talk to say that exact thing. They want to know that the franchisor has a relationship with some sort of charity or they're doing some kind of good work. And, and I, and I think that's great, but I also caution people about looking out for what's called greenwashing or pink washing meaning that there's some franchises will say we're we're green we help the planet you know and all it is is a phrase on the side of their truck but they do nothing about it um other people will be like oh we're we support breast cancer and we so they put the ribbons on all their stuff during breast cancer month but they don't really do anything to help people with breast cancer so i really um I really don't like when companies do that. So you, when you're looking at a company and they say that they do X, Y, Z, do the homework to find out if they're really doing it or if it's just hyperbole. So just be careful about that. Another yeah, reason doing, to have a franchise consultant. <laughs> yes. Doing, doing homework period when it comes to finding a franchise. Absolutely. Um, so let me ask you this. I mean, and you brought this up so you can't get mad at me for having to answer this question here. So, this is the random question of the podcast. Do you prefer blonde headed women or brunette headed women? <laughs> you are married. Uh, Keep in mind, your wife might hear this. Right, right. Gina. And, uh, and I'm going, uh, I'm going with blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. Tom. <laughs> and Trisha, let me ask you the same question. I'm kidding. So uh, Tom, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. We appreciated having you today. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. This is great. All right. So, Tom, for our listeners, can you divulge which generation you are part of? I am the last year of Baby Boomer. Nice. Wow. So, 19, 1964. Nice. Love it. So, do you identify most with Baby Boomers or do you identify with a different generation? Yeah, millennials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Colton. Man, you're racking up the points. I will gladly, we'll gladly accept Tom. He has three books that he's written. I'll gladly take him into the millennial category. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, in closing, Tom, would you please tell us again your name? Spell it for us. Tell us the name of your business, how people can contact you, and also please, please, please mention your podcast. Great. Thank you. So, uh, my name is Tom Scarta, and that's S-C-A-R-D as in David A. So Tom Scarta, and it's the FranchiseAcademy.com. The, the, uh, 
that's my website, and that's where you can find the podcast, the Franchise Academy podcast, and the Franchise Frontrunner podcast is also on there. Um, and uh, you could just reach me at Tom at thefranchiseacademy.com or uh, Tom at TomScarta.com. Tom, just my name.com will take you to the same website. Just, just Google search Tom Scarta and you'll be fine. Right, Tom? This, I have a little bit of a footprint on Google. I do. Have to admit that. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, though. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, this concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Thanks again to our sponsor, Jim Butcher, a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Colton Cocker with Sharon McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas, 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., member FINRA, Sharon McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.